0: cash-based practice owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways but all outside of being in network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganneese.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. Today's guest is Raina Oliveira. Raina is the owner of Telehealth OT Services, providing OT to families of children with autism who are homeschooled and educating OTs on telehealth. She is the author of the Telehealth OT and creator of the Telehealth OT Accelerator Business Program. We have our lovely guest today, Raina. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. Yay! Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. You know, we've interviewed a ton of other practice owners so far, and really, what I'm trying to do with this interview series is just show that you know, one, it's possible for anybody to do anything that they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it is all out there for you, and like also show like all the really cool and unique things that like therapists are doing that have followed a non-traditional route. You know, it can look like whatever is going to work best for you, and whatever's going to work best for your patients too
1: so yes I love that message because I feel like when people think about having a private practice they think like this huge like full-time with 10 therapists and like no 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 like slow down <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and like it doesn't like we were just chatting about before we got on you know you don't have to have a caseload of like 20, 25, 30 patients in order to make it, you know, your full-time thing. Um, right. There are a bunch of different ways to do stuff. So cool. Well, let's jump into it. So to kind of start off, Raina, if you don't mind telling us a little bit more about your background, where you came from, and then like a little bit about your journey and what led you to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm an occupational therapist. I have been since for seven years. Um, which is not a long time. Everyone who hears that's like, oh my gosh, like you're only been an OT for 70 years, but it feels (laughs) like a long time to me. Um, I got my master's in 2013 and then immediately after I went for my doctorate, my post-professional doctorate, which is a little bit different than things are going now where people are doing entry-level doctorates. Um, So my post-professional doctorate was very focused on making my clinic better where I was working at the time. Um, And that clinic just had really poor carryover with parents. They weren't really doing what they supposed to be doing. And they would say like, my child's doing really great with you, but I just can't get them to do that at home. And so I was like trying to find how we can help them at home and telehealth, um, was the answer. Like I'm a techie. And so just fit really well into like my passion and, um, it fit really well into the model. But life happened and I ended up having to quit that job. And so when I did, we were like, well, what are we going to do now? And so I had to continue with my capstone, my thesis, whatever you want to call it. And I had to end up doing it on my own to like find a client on my own and like do eval to discharge on my own. And that's when I was like, well, if I can do this for the capstone, I can do it for my business. Um, It it worked really well when I did it in, in school. And so after that, I just started my business and That's where I am now. And it's amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) So how many years have you had your own business? My business technically has only been open for a little over a year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been doing telehealth informally since school ended. Oh, okay. So four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I
0: feel like this year, you know, telehealth has definitely been like a really hot topic, but you know, it's been around for a while, you yeah. know, and people have been using it effectively, which is amazing. Yes. So, um, your practice that you have right now, um tell us a little bit more about like who you treat and kind of like maybe like a typical plan of care, like how things go with that.
1: Yeah, so I work with kids with autism who are homeschooled. I niche I had to niche down a lot, which is a huge tip of mine for anyone who wants to start their own business i was like i'm gonna be the pediatric telehealth ot and serve and i had all my diagnosis listed on my website and like crickets so now i am very specific to kids with autism or sensory processing disorder, um, who are homeschooled, and I absolutely love working in this community because they already want to learn, like what to do with their child. So the telehealth model is perfect because I tell them what to do. I help them on their relationship, like parent-child relationship, and they execute. They're my hands. They do the strategies. They do the interventions, and often they come away planning their own stuff by the end of it. So I try to do a 12 week plan. Um, I don't, I wanted to move away from this whole, I was seeing kids in the clinic for like four years on end, like nonstop. And I'm like, they weren't progressing or they're progressing very little and there was no parent involvement. So I really try now to say from the very first call, like, you are going to be present in my sessions. Like you're going to be my hands. You're going to be an active participant to the parents, um, and have them actually like learn how to be their child's therapist or close to it and feel confident that they can do the interventions without me. Um, and so we really have a focused like 12 week plan with, uh, my clients and, and discharge after that and not continue to see them like for years on end.
0: That's awesome. It sounds like it's, um, really helpful like that's one thing I feel like I've I've learned when trying to like sell your services is people really like a plan they like being able to see you know like point a point b and this is what's going to happen um and people are definitely way more comfortable in like buying into that than like we're gonna work together twice a week until forever (laughs) you know
1: yeah exactly yeah they're not Mm -hmm. gonna just like buy therapy once a week from now until question mark they really want to see like a, a stopping point it helps parents to really visualize like progress and success and yeah it's just great
0: yeah awesome cool so you've been doing telehealth for a while and your business has been open for a little while as well um if you can think back to like when you were first getting started um, you know, the first couple months into it, what do you feel like were some of the biggest challenges you had?
1: Definitely finding clients. Like, that's definitely like, where do I get clients? That's like number one question. How do I get clients? Um, like I said a minute ago, like, I was trying to market myself as like, I can treat everybody and anybody. And so, just not even knowing, like, marketing wise, that you don't do that. Um, So like all of marketing, what that meant and like how to, I was trying to do kind of like the old school marketing, like going to physicians and stuff like that, because that's what brick and mortar practices were doing. And that just didn't fit well for me. And so marketing in general was like the toughest
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i feel like you can get kind of caught up in it especially with everything that's online you know know, there are a ton of different strategies that you can use and i think that one place that people have been getting stuck is like okay well i'm gonna try all 15 of these tactics all at the same time (laughs) and also to every single audience under the sun um you know and then they get really frustrated when they're not able to
1: find any clients exactly yep And that's exactly what I was doing. It was like, start a blog, go talk to physicians, go like start a YouTube channel, start a YouTube channel, but like all these suggestions and like, I was literally trying to do all of them and yeah, it wasn't sticking.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, not only do you get like frustrated with not finding a client, but it's also exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, to just be like spinning your wheels constantly and not really getting anywhere. So I love that advice, like niching down. And um, I've talked to quite a few OTs and I'm working with a couple of them right now who are looking into like pediatric telehealth. Um, so I definitely think that this will be a good interview for them and maybe I'll send them your way too. Um, <laughs> who, you know, they like, they are having trouble niching down, but I love your niche and like to speak to people who are already doing stuff at home.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's something that's really important to think about um, with, you know, marketing and finding clients is, you know, if your like audience say, you know, is all like 75 plus or something, right. but you only ever do Instagram
1: posts probably not gonna find them exactly yeah yeah we had this talk with um laura park figure who's a big uh you know instagram facebook ot she's awesome she has a podcast and everything um about like nature like nature-based services versus like telehealth like you're i mean not saying that you can't do telehealth outside because i have done it but i'm not gonna market to families who value like hiking all outdoors and say like, we're going to only do indoor stuff. Like you really mm-hmm. have to cater to like your, your client and understand really what, what they need and not what you think they need. And as OTs is really hard to, <laughs> it's really hard to niche down because we know, we think, well, I want to say we know, cause I'm like, yeah, we can do, we can help everybody. We think we can help everybody. And then we end up helping nobody. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and then like you just get exhausted too. Like, say you did somehow market to everybody and like get five different clients, but if they're all like five different diagnoses, five different ages, and they're all like back to back to back, it's just like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so Planning much for your brain. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, And so kind of going off of that, I know like this piece, like niching down in marketing is definitely key with finding clients, but I get asked all the time, like how, how do I find clients? Do you have any other suggestions on getting out there and bringing people onto your caseload?
1: yeah we were just talking about this in my um, business group and my number one advice for marketing which is not really marketing advice is just to establish relationships with people um like genuine relationships with other professionals with Um, communities where your client is and other businesses and just genuinely start talking to people and just build relationships and connections and establish like your network and just continue to expand that. And that's really been, What's worked for me? My last referral came from a connection with another OT. And you think like, oh, another OT, like she's competition. But she has her own niche area. Two OTs have recommended clients to me, and they both have their own areas. And they're like, I do not do kids with autism. I do not do homeschool kids. Like you can have them, and that's where my referrals came from. And it wasn't even me going up to them and saying, hey, can you send me your referrals? It was just me talking to them, getting to know them, and. After a period of time, whenever they think like Pete's telehealth, autism, homeschool, they think Reina and they suggested my name in a Facebook post. And that's how I got my referrals. So it's a long, you know, marketing in and of itself is a long process. But building relationships and establishing like your network has been the most um, effective strategy for me thus far.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. And like, that's one of the key things that you know, will make such a huge impact on your business and finding clients, uh, bringing in referrals. Um, You know, I've talked to people who like just set up and then all they do is like run ads, you Uh know, and then they get really frustrated that they're not um, getting any clients or anything. But, you know, if, if people don't know who you are,
1: You're not going to be able to find anybody. Yeah. No, I tried ads. I did. I made all the mistakes. Trust me. Like (laughs) ads ads got me nowhere. Talking to physicians locally got me nowhere. Um, Offering to do free workshops, which I still suggest, but that got me nowhere. It was like building relationships and establishing my social media presence that really got like me referrals. Yeah.
0: I think that's great. Like, like the thing with the free workshops too, is like, you have to kind of have like an audience first in order to like advertise the free workshop. Otherwise it just falls
1: on deaf ears. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Awesome. Great Mm -hmm. advice. Um, if you were to like reach out, say like you've never done any networking before, um, and somebody needs to start doing this because they just started their practice. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you suggest as like your first couple steps? Like, I'm so scared. I don't know what networking is. (laughs) What do I do? What
1: would you say? Oh, my first, let me, my first. Okay. I would say probably find a Facebook group where your ideal client is. Um, I think that, and just start like studying them. And just start like learning what they're saying, that they're struggling with, what their needs are, and really like learning about them, um, and providing like providing value within those groups and you know, eventually after you just continue to answer people's questions and provide value and suggestions and they're going to be like, Oh, Raina's like the expert. Like she, you know, she knows, let me go check out like her profile. Then they go and find you and find your business page, you know? Um, and so, you know, again, that's maybe not really establishing like relationships or networking, but it is because you're relating to these people in this community, in this group. And so I think that that is, probably my, I would say the first thing that I would, that I would do the second, maybe going, getting on LinkedIn and connecting with like other professionals, which I haven't really done, but I think (laughs) that is, (laughs) I mean, I I started to like this year, but it's hard. And I think that I'm mentioning it because I think it's a really good avenue, Mm -hmm. um, where we think of each other as competition, but in reality, again, like letting other OTs or other whatever professionals know who you are, they can then send you referrals when you least expect it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, and it's, it's cool to get to know like other providers because then if you do get referred somebody that you don't want to work with, you have somewhere to send them. Um, You know, like I have a friend in the city who is a mobile therapist and she works with geriatrics and like, you know, that's a fine population for me. Like I don't, you know, like love it or hate it, but I would prefer to work with like the 25 to 45 year olds, you know, who go to the CrossFit gym. Um, whereas she likes to do a uh, joint replacement therapy with mm-hmm. like the older population. And so like I had a referral from somebody who was like 75 and mostly bedbound. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm not the person for you, but I have somebody that I can recommend,
1: Yeah, Um, you know,
0: and it'll, it'll go both ways. Just like you were saying.
1: Exactly. And isn't it like such a good feeling too, knowing exactly like who your ideal client is and, and being able to Mm -hmm. say no, like I just had an experience recently, like my first from the coaching side where like an OT was recommended to me for help with telehealth and I got on a call with her and she told me what she needed and I was like. Like, I absolutely cannot help you with this. Like, and it was just like, I, like, it was, it was like a weird feeling because it was like, damn, like I, like, I can't help her, but it was like, okay, I know I can't help her. Like, it's a good feeling to know exactly what it is that I can't do and what I can't do. And I just, you know, was able to recommend her to other people and explain how I can support her if she so chooses like this avenue um yeah. so excuse the screaming child it's okay <laughs> life okay. of a telehealth mom right here full transparency my daughter's having a meltdown tantrum right now
0: <laughs> everybody's <laughs> just trying their best
1: <laughs> she's not alone i promise
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah and i mean that brings up another good point as people worry about being like completely perfect as like a business owner. Nope, it doesn't happen. And people love you more for
1: it. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Whenever you let your personality shine, people are like more attracted to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Anybody can relate all you moms out there. (laughs) Oh, my
0: gosh. Um. Let's see. Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about. So are you your cash
1: Okay, right. Yeah. So my situation is like a little bit non-traditional. So I do, I do say I'm a cash-based per- um, half of my referrals come from, well, not the referrals, half of my payments come from a scholarship that's available in Florida for children with several diagnoses, primarily autism, who are either in private school or homeschooled. So it falls perfectly under what I do, um, and the, the the parent applies for the scholarship for their child, and then they can use that money for services like OT, PT, speech, JBA, and a bunch of other things. And so I just... Um, request reimbursement directly from that scholarship and i get paid directly from them um so that's kind of nice so those are my two uh avenues of income
0: that's really cool reina i've never heard about anybody doing that but probably that's available in other states too
1: yeah it's really unique i someone told me there's possibly something like that in arizona i'm in florida um Mm -hmm. something arizona california new mexico are like the the three states that someone told me there could possibly be something, but I'm not really sure. Haven't, hasn't been confirmed, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty unique to, uh, to the state.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's like, it makes it easier for people to get services. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. So with like the whole cash pay thing, you know, say it's a client who, you know, is not doing the scholarship and like mm-hmm. you're making the pitch for a sale for all cash pay. Do you, you sell like the 12 weeks as a
1: package? So I don't make anyone like pay up front and I also mm-hmm. don't make anyone sign like that they're going to commit to 12 weeks, which is probably like a bad thing. But um, mm-hmm. I do like present it as a 12 week and I do present it as the full price. But then I, I end up just like they put their credit card in my system and mm-hmm. then I ended up just charging them monthly. And okay. so like in their mind, they're committing to this full price for X amount of visits, um, but I'm really charging them monthly just because... I don't know. I just feel like I can't. I, don't know, I can't sell somebody like a thousand dollar. I don't know. I, I've tried to sell packages in the mm-hmm. um, in the patient side, and it really hasn't worked well for me. The monthly, the, I mean, not month. Did I say monthly? I meant weekly. The weekly or per session. When I charge them like that, they're fine with it, and they commit to the twelve weeks. It's just that they'd rather rebuild mm-hmm. weekly.
0: Yeah. And I think that's good to know for like your population, the people that you're working with kind of Mm -hmm. understanding what they are comfortable with, you know, because like, for me, like what I do in my practice and you know, what I teach people is to sell packages. But I feel like with what you're saying, you know, kind of just pre-framing it as like, here's the full thing. Mm -hmm. And this is how the payments are going to work. You still are kind of selling like one whole product instead of just like, session the session and we don't know mm-hmm. where we're going kind mm-hmm.
1: of thing so yeah then, awesome. yeah I just yeah I just don't um make them pay up front but I have had someone that just like canceled after five sessions and they just said you know it wasn't like a good fit and I don't say well you signed up for 12 weeks like you need to finish twelve weeks I just like let it go um yeah. which is you know to me like if it's like another thing we just talked about in my I just had a group coaching call like if you're not a good fit for that person like you have to acknowledge that and you're Mm -hmm. not going to be everyone's like cup of tea and I don't want to force somebody into a therapy relationship if it's not a good fit so
0: yeah yeah. absolutely and that's I mean that's another good reason to have you know your back back pocket full of other like uh therapists that you know yeah exactly Say so like okay, totally fine. I, I have my friend here who you know can take over. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you deal with the insurance question? Like,
1: oh you my gosh, over? yeah, Tell all, us about that, Reina, all the time. <laughs> um, it's horrible in the very beginning, which I I'm like I, I never want to take insurance, but I'm maybe possibly leaning towards like taking Medicaid because a lot of my population, again, understanding your population, like they get Medicaid. And so, so many times like people were just like, do you take insurance yes or no? And then, um, you know, learning through um, other like business programs, how to like, how to handle that question. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just like, I just want to be like blanket. No, like I don't, like, I don't take insurance. Sorry. Like next but I do try to like um, direct the conversation into other things and, and say, well, like, what is it that you're needing? How, you know, how can I help you? Why are you seeking my services? And then explaining everything and at least just like opening their minds to the idea of paying cash and why they would want to pay cash. Um, and so now I think covid has really helped the situation because people know like they just have to pay cash for telehealth and i mean not all the time but that's kind of like where it, you know it's headed because insurance wasn't approving it etc um so it's a little bit easier now but yeah in the beginning it was really really tough question i hate it <laughs> i
0: hate that question <laughs> i know yeah and i think sometimes that's what It can be one of the reasons uh, that holds people back from doing this is Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I don't really want to take insurance slash. I don't really understand insurance. So like, how do I even answer that question? If somebody asks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it is it is kind of a hard hard thing but you know i typically suggest and do like what you said you know well before we talk about like the insurance thing um you know what do you even need help with like can i actually really help you um you know because if i can't insurance thing doesn't matter um and then like you said what do you usually tell people about like the pros of doing cash versus going insurance
1: yeah so i like i like to say that i explain that they're going to get, like, an OT in their back pocket. And so they get my phone number. They can text me and send me videos and pictures and stuff like that whenever. Um, you know, aside from the weekly calls, they get a one 15-minute phone call in addition. And when I was working in the clinic, I would never give anybody my phone number. They wouldn't be able to reach me. Like, they couldn't, you know. And and I would I also, like, cater to their, you know, to their schedule if we want to work on, um, you know the routine in the morning at like 7 a.m. If that's what they want to work on, I'm willing to do that. Versus in the clinic, it only opens, you know, nine to five or whatever. Then that's you're stuck with that. You can't work on the evening routine, bedtime routine, and so I can better sell, serve my clients and what they want to work on when they want to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are a few of you know the, the things that I like to highlight. Aside from all the other benefits of telehealth, you know. Um, whatever no travel time or you know the weather etc but those are the things that I like to highlight that I feel like set me apart from a clinic or in-person telehealth it's like this feeling of like I can contact her whenever I need to like she's a friend a, you know a parent coach whatever you want to call me OT too um, and I can get my questions answered whenever so
0: yeah I think that's really really great because I think Like us as medical professionals, like we've obviously noticed, you know, how quality of care can vary in a situation where you're seeing a billion patients versus like just one Mm -hmm. at a time. And for me, like as a patient, it is so important to me when my provider pays attention to me, like I get so much more out of it. And I think that patients are starting to notice that too. Um, you know, and like I've had like two of my patients have told me specifically, like, I pay you because you hang out with me for an entire hour, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great reason to bring up, you know, and just be like, well, do you like want somebody who's really, really there for you all the time, or you know, do you want somebody who sees you for five minutes once a week? Exactly, and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, cool, <laughs> awesome, good advice, Rena. Um, let's see. So if somebody wanted to start their practice um, and they were just, like, really on the fence, like, they kind of have this, like, whisper in their ear that, like, maybe I should start my own thing, but they aren't really sure, what would you tell them?
1: Do it. (laughs) Do it. It's so freeing. It's so, like, ah, it's so nice, like, just to... Just to do, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just so controlling that I'm like, I want to do things my way. Like, every job I've been to, I'm like, yeah, we could do this better, this better, this better. (laughs) And so, like, I'm not saying I'm the, you know, I'm the best, but, like, you can constantly just, like, change what you want to change based on, like, your client's feedback and just, like, be the best, like, provider that you can be without the limitations of, like, productivity or a schedule or what documentation uh, requirements and, and all this stuff. And it's just like, I can do what I want, how I want, when I want. And it's just amazing. It's freeing and stop working for the man, get, start your own business. <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh my God. So that's what I tell people all the time.
1: (laughs) Just like, yeah,
0: like no more, no more being with the man. We're going to go against the grain. Um, We're going to do things differently because it's better. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You get to be creative and you get to, yeah, you get to develop your own stuff and yeah, just use so many more skills too, I feel like.
0: Yeah. And like, I think one of the biggest things for me too, is I feel like I've grown so much more as a person, like not even as a business or a professional, but like as a person, I've grown leaps and downs beyond what I would have if I had stayed in the regular clinic.
1: Yeah. I know my husband tells me that all the time. He's like, you have learned so much and grown so much, like through this whole process. And it is like, it's all such a life-changing like it's life-changing experience to be an entrepreneur and it's I wouldn't trade it for anything like I really wouldn't I get to I get to work from home I get to be here with my daughters I mean I get to do whatever I want set my own schedule it's just amazing
0: yeah it really is and like it is a heck of a ton of work yeah (laughs) oh yeah it is a lot of work not gonna lie (laughs) don't let us mislead you in any way about that but um there's something about being in charge of you know like your own thing and having like this much like effort and energy and stretch Mm -hmm. stress than like being under somebody else's umbrella Mm -hmm. you know when you're in charge of everything then it's just it's so much better
1: yeah yeah it is a lot it is a lot of work but i feel like for the amount of work That you have to do, it's like that much more rewarding. Like, it's yeah, I would be if I was busting my butt this much in my in a work in a job, I wouldn't get like any recognition. And like, I don't get any recognition here, but it's like self gratification, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because I'm accomplishing something, I'm doing it, and I see like the progress firsthand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's like crafting something with your bare mm-hmm. hands essentially. Yeah. Um and I know like one of my clients that I'm, I'm working with him and building his practice, he has recently gone back to like a PRN position for cash flow. So hot tip, all you guys out there, if you're just starting out, mm-hmm. probably keep a cash flow position, you know, mm-hmm. and if it can be part-time, that's good. Um but he just started there a couple weeks ago and he's like, oh my God, I completely remember why I left, you know, corporate healthcare because like in a regular setting for most people, you're not really working towards anything, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you kind of clock in, clock out and like, yeah, you take Con Ed, but that doesn't necessarily lead you anywhere. Right. And, you know, do you really want to be doing that for the next 30 years of your life? Mm -hmm. Or should we try to build something now and see what we can do with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I highly recommend it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, So for somebody who is just kind of getting started, like, you know, maybe like zero to three months in, somewhere in there, um, what is like, like your number one piece of advice for somebody first getting started?
1: I would say organization. um, I think especially as OTs, we get caught up in like all these ideas and just like scatterbrain. And so just, we were just talking about this too, like a Trello board and just like organizing your life, your business (laughs) um, is key because it can, because you have so much freedom to do what you want you can just go like spider web into so many things and get nowhere. And so I think just like organization and focus is probably my number one tip. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's a really good piece of advice. I don't think anybody has really brought up yet. So thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just started using Asana a couple of weeks ago and it's been life changing instead of keeping everything in my head or in like this notebook that's just like completely random. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, project management software. Everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's huge. Like I have everything on there. I have my podcast stuff. I have my my never ending to do list. I have my course program. I, I have everything is like listed in there. And and once you create a like create a list and create something then it's like you have your systems in place and for growth too. Like if you want to then hire someone, you can share your Trello board or your Asana and and have them see like the process that you went through and it's already like laid out there for you. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's great.
0: Awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So that brings us to our last little segment here is self promo time. Um, so tell us, about
1: all the things you have going on. Okay. Let's <laughs> and, see. We'll start at the bottom. Okay. Get my book on Amazon, <laughs> the telehealth OT. Um, it's a really basic, but like all, in you know, all nice little package of how to do telehealth. Um, I'm sure it needs to be updated, especially now after coronavirus, because so much has changed, but at least it get you, it get you started. Um, I have my telehealth OT group. On Facebook, which is growing so fast, I can't even keep up. I think we're at, like, close to 8,000 members. Holy. Which is ridiculous. It's <laughs> amazing. I don't know where these people find me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Okay, 7,900 members. Um, oh my gosh. So, come join us. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? Okay, then I have my telehealth OT mini course, which is again, like a, how to get started with telehealth course. Um, nothing really to do with business. It's just like, you know, nothing about telehealth. You go take this course. You can learn like, You know the the quick version, and then I have a membership which I just recently started about a month ago. It's still growing, and it's this catch all for all telehealth resources. So anything I've come across, from interventions, evaluations, telehealth companies, laws and regulations, like all this stuff is going into what I call the vault, the telehealth OT vault, and um, it's a membership. And then I have my biggest project, which is my baby. And I absolutely love it's my 12 week business program for any OTs wanting to start telehealth private practice. And we are in week two and it's going amazing. We have group coaching calls, business presentations, not just from me, but from other OTs who are doing amazing things in entrepreneurship. Um, and then we also have tech days which is a latest edition where um other ot's are going to be presenting on zoom and um google meets and boom cards and all the other telehealth like stuff that we like to use like bitmoji and all these other things that are coming up and so i'm super excited about that so those are all my all my offerings for my coaching side Mm And then I'm going to end up building like a one-on-one program. I do have a couple, a couple of one-on-one coaching, uh, clients. It's not something I do regularly right now, but I'm working on building that. And then for my private patients, I do one-on-one and I'm hoping to expand into groups. I think groups are really, um, and like a more affordable way for parents to participate in OT and still get a lot of value. And so Mm -hmm. I'm, I want to try to do some virtual groups, OT groups. So, whew. That was a awesome. lot. Cool.
0: <laughs> like only a couple of things. Oh, just a few things, you know. Yeah. It's um, all on my website. <laughs> yeah. And it's all on your Trello, so like everything's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, oh my um, God, if I lose my Trello board. Oh my God, my Trello board wiped out one day. I was like, what the, what? Like, <laughs> but then it came back. Whew. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Oh
0: man. <laughs> um. Oh, the other thing I was going to ask you really quick is are all of the like, the kids that you work with, Mm -hmm. are they all in Florida or do you cross state lines for any reason?
1: Nope. Just Florida. Um, there's a very, there's a very gray line about crossing states and telehealth versus if you're like doing OT treatment versus just like a parent consultation. Mm -hmm. I choose not to cross that line. I think it's, it's too gray. I don't want to risk my license. I know people that do it, but I just stick to Florida.
0: Yeah. Cool. Sounds good to me. That's, that's what I've been doing, but I also too know people who say
1: whatever I can do
0: whatever I want.
1: Yeah. I, I just can't, I'm not that, I, I'm not that much of a risk taker. Yeah.
0: Not, not right now.
1: (laughs) Cool. And then
0: last thing I know we have your awesome Facebook group, which I believe we should have a link to, but, um, how can people contact you if they have questions?
1: Um, my website is TelehealthOTServices.com, um, you can text me 954 <laughs> <954-50107. laughs> that's my Yay. business line, you can shoot me a message, friend request me, I have so many new friends um, through this whole <laughs> process, and I love connecting with people because that's what you need to do when you're a business owner, so connect with me on Facebook.
0: Yay, awesome, <laughs> well thank you so much Reyna, this was amazing. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, So much for watching. Definitely let either myself or Raina know if you have any questions on any of this stuff. Both of us are very capable and very happy to help you start your business because it's amazing. So, yay. Awesome. All right, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you worked so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the cash-based healthcare entrepreneurs group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. So who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan@thewellphysio.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.